Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pop Culture and More Pastor. As you can tell, my voice sounds a little deeper today. Uh, it is because I'm just getting over a cold, of course, you know, three years of isolation and I get a cold. I will admit that I've taking, taken an unintentional sabbatical from my podcast and part of that was due to the fact that it has been extremely busy at work and because of that busyness I have felt in many ways spiritually and emotionally depleted. But I realize that this podcast that I do and I hope by doing this people will will get something from these podcasts and and it might help them in their lives but I've also realized that it helps me. It helps me to process all of that, all that's happening in the world and, and all that's happening in my life. And, and so I realized that this is also beneficial to myself. And so it is something that I, I must prioritize as part of my own spiritual well-being in the world. And I really need that right now. Um, I'm struggling after the events of this past weekend in Colorado Springs at, at Club Q. I'm struggling with the violence and hatred and anger that is being directed at a marginalized community, the LGBTQ community. And, and in some ways, I, I, I'm stammering for words because I don't know what to do. And so in looking at this next podcast, I thought that I would do a podcast on something that might help myself process a little bit of what's happened and, and what I need to do and where I need to go. And, and I hope that you get something out of this. And it's again one of those midweek devotions, but it's from October and I find it kind of interesting that this is something that I did a month ago and yet speaks so deeply to myself today, and I hope it speaks to you. It's based on um, Isaiah. It's the first scripture I used. Isaiah 65, beginning at verse 17. For I am about to create a new heaven and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. Be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating, for I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy for its people, as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. And then I paired that with reading one verse, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 17. For that time Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As I said, this this reflection and this devotion spoke to me a month ago, but it also speaks to me about what is happening in the world right now and the violence and the, and the challenges that, and the hatred that this world seems so full of. And so the, the midweek devotion itself was based on the story of a friend I have. He's a young man, currently about 26, and, and I was blessed enough to meet him in my last year of seminary. And He's a young man who was raised in a very strong Baptist household, and, and his faith was something that was really important to him, as it was to his family. He came out as gay, 
And this is how I met him. I was asked to be a part of a covenanting service between himself and his family, recognizing his true self before he went away. Well, his parents embraced him and that whole covenanting service. They embraced who he was because for them that was God's love in action. Well, throughout the course of the last number of years, he's become reacquainted with a good friend from his younger days and they fell in love as they were already friends. And they got married this past summer. And both of their families, both of their families embraced this couple as one big family based in God's love. My friend's mother, very strong Baptist woman, became an advocate, a strong advocate for the LGBT community in the rural area of the country where they worked, where they lived, working with many others and giving love to those many who have felt that they never belonged. Well, my young friend is now sick. And he has just made the decision to end treatment and is now in palliative care. His husband and his family have supported him in this journey. And they're looking to God for strength and comfort. But they're also now working and advocating and supporting the healthcare system for those who are in need and struggle to access what they need to be healthy. This family is living the kingdom of God right now. We often talk about the kingdom of God in our faith. We use kingdom language quite often. But I often wonder if we have the right idea about what truly this kingdom of God is about. I think that when we speak of this kingdom of God, we are imagining some future coming event or apocalypse that will come and violently manifest this coming kingdom. I think that many times when we look at the Bible and we look at the book of Revelation and we assume that this upheaval that is written of in this book or in these books is what must happen for the kingdom of God, for God's kingdom to be manifest in this world. So many times, I think that we just sit and wait. We see what's happening in the world and we look for signs for the coming end and we wait. In reality, I believe that many of us think that this coming kingdom will only be brought about by God's action in the world. And so for many, many, many people, their faith is a faith of waiting. We wait for the coming of Christ. We wait for the coming of God's kingdom. We just wait. But isn't faith supposed to be something that we do? We hear in Second James, What good is it, my siblings, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works? Surely that faith cannot save, can it? What is our faith if we don't do anything with it? 
Is not our faith more than just something that we believe? Is not our faith more than just sitting in a pew, in a chair, in a church on a Sunday morning? I think that to truly live out our faith, it needs to be something that we do. So quite often, I think that we have these diametrically opposed ideas about our faith. On one side is this idea that we are called to wait for the coming kingdom of God. And on the other side is this call, this challenge, that our faith without works is not really faith. It can be challenging for us to figure out what we're called to do with our faith in the world. John Dominic Crossan, in his book, The Power of Parables, speaks to this issue and he says, You've been waiting for God, Jesus said, while God has been waiting for you. No wonder nothing is happening. You want God's intervention, he said, while God wants your collaboration. God's kingdom is here, but only insofar as you accept it, enter it, live it, and thereby establish it. God has been waiting for us. What if it is up to us to be the catalyst for the coming kingdom of God? What if we are the ones who are called to manifest God's kingdom on earth in the here and now? What if the coming upheaval that we've been waiting for is the upheaval of the current systems and ways of being in this world that continue to foster inequality, marginalization, hatred, violence, and racism. Maybe God is waiting for people of faith to become people of action in the world. And by doing so, we engage with the world. We challenge the world and we change the world so that the kingdom of God can truly come for all persons. This kingdom of God that is based in a world of true justice, love, mercy, compassion, forgiveness, and true equality and equity. Our faith should be a faith of action and not just a passive thing that we believe. Our faith should be that which enlivens us to go into the world and to call out those places where hatred, violence, and inequality continue to exist. Our faith is more than sending thoughts and prayers to be with the families of those who have faced violence. The families of those who are struggling now with the senseless deaths of their loved ones. It is about the action, the action to change the world, the actions that we are called to make a difference, that we are challenged to be the difference in the world. If we truly believe that we are Christians, then we must stand up for what Christ stood for, love, mercy, compassion, Forgiveness, equality, 
I believe that we are called to action. And in that action, we are called to change the world for the better, not just for ourselves, but for everyone. We are called not just to come to a church building on a Sunday morning to sit for an hour and sing some hymns and offer some prayers and and listen to some words being spoken, but to understand that we are the ones who should be working with God to change this world and not to continue this senseless cycle of violence and hatred and marginalization and racism and homophobia and transphobia and all of those things that have put so many people in positions where they feel so much less than. We are challenged to truly be Christ in the world. And that is what being a Christian is about. It is about embodying the love of Christ as my friend's family did as they embraced him for who he fully was. They embraced his husband. And now they work towards the inclusion of that community in their community. And they work for the changing the revamping of a healthcare system that so often is based on inequalities. <clears throat> our call is to move from our places of worship, to move out into the world, to go beyond the walls, to move beyond our comfort zones, to be the change that the world needs right now in the face of the violence and the hatred and the marginalization that this world is so based on. We need to be people of action. And only in that way will the kingdom of God actually come. Let us pray. God of the coming kingdom, open our eyes that we might see our part in manifesting that coming kingdom. Let us hear your call to come, but not just come, but to come and bring about your world today. Give us the wisdom to see those places in this world where violence and marginalization, hatred, racism, and injustice flourish, and give us the courage to challenge those in power to change this world so that all might flourish. We ask this in the name of the one who came to challenge power, your son, Jesus. Amen. So the piece of music I picked to go along with this, I, I might have used previously in my podcast, um, but it's one of my favorite hymns, and it's Be Thou My Vision, and the version I'm going to use is called The Irish Blessing, and it is over 300 churches from the island of Ireland sing this, and at the end is an Irish blessing. And so I'm actually going to, going to play through to the very end, right through to the Irish blessing, because I think it's important 
um, asking for God's blessing as we seriously consider our call to move forward in this world. And so let us sit together for a moment as we listen to this beautiful version of Be Thou My Vision.
Thou My Vision, brought to us by members of over 300 churches from the island of Ireland, followed with an Irish blessing. That piece of music never fails to move me. And in the midst of my heart breaking for the senseless violence that is so prevalent in this world, my vision of a kingdom of God here on earth, a kingdom of peace and justice and mercy and love and compassion is what I continue to hold on to. It is what I continue to hope for and is what challenges me to continue to speak words of challenge, speak words against the violence and hatred that is found in so many places. And I challenge you to hold on to that vision of a new way of being. And let us be the change that brings that about. I want to thank you for being with me today. And I invite you, if you'd like to reach out, please do. You can contact me by email at popculturerev at gmail.com. That's P-O-P-C-U-L-T-U-R-E-R-E-V at gmail.com. Thank you once again. And until next time, stay safe and stay healthy. <laughs>